Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. Hello, America, and welcome to a new edition of John Solomon Reports, a podcast from Just the News where, yep, we did it. We told you yesterday on the show, we gave it to you early because our great friend Cash Patel was on the show, that there was going to be a big scoop on Mike Flynn, former general, the former national security advisor to President Trump. It's out there. Exactly what we talked about yesterday. You should go check it out. Mike Flynn went to the RT dinner in consultation with the DIA. It was a spying mission. He met with 10 different Russian intelligence experts in the United States. He got tasking orders, what he needed to gather for the United States intelligence community. He got a defensive briefing, how not to get tripped up when he was in the conversation. And when he came back from meeting with Vladimir Putin and all of Vladimir Putin's top guys, he gave them a thumb drive of all of the intelligence he had managed to gather on that trip. Keep in mind that for five to six years now, the mainstream media have portrayed that trip as a betrayal, a traitorship, a pay-to-play option for Mike Flynn. In fact, it was a spy operation on behalf of the United States. And adding to the intrigue, just last week, after all that Mike Flynn's been through, even the pardon that finally ended his criminal case, uh, you think maybe the government move on, you'd be wrong. The United States Army, the Pentagon, sent him a letter last week saying they are going to dock his pension, 35000 dollars to take money from him to repay the fee that he got when he went to Russia. By the way, at our behest or in consultation with our intelligence committees to spy on Russia, the retribution does not end even after President Trump's pardon. That story is breaking big and wide today, but we've got a lot more. And somebody could weigh in on that subject because he declassified some of the early documents that unraveled the case against General Mike Flynn, the former director of the National Intelligence Agency, the former ambassador to Germany, one of the most influential people in the security and diplomatic space today. Rick Grinnell is joining us. He's our first guest. You're going to love the conversation we're about to have. I know we're going to break some news. We always do whenever Ambassador Grinnell's on the show. And then second up, we got a great guest. Uh, You may not have heard of them. They're doing some of the most important work in the education space, the Freedom Foundation. They're taking a look at the role that Teachers unions like the American Federation of Teachers, like the NEA and the National Education Association are having an undue influence on policy, the relationships in Washington, D.C., the cash constituency relationship that they have with liberal causes, particularly the Democratic Party. Aaron With, he is the CEO 
of the Freedom Foundation. They're doing some great work. We're going to bring you up to speed on all the things we're learning about, about teachers' unions in America and their influence over policy, particularly during Democratic presidencies. Again, everybody loves their teacher, right? They want their child to have a good and constructive teacher. Teachers do amazing work every day. The unions are a different breed. They're not always about teaching. They're about politics and about agenda and ideology. And I think Aaron's going to give us a little taste of what they've been finding out in their hard work. All right, folks, why would we wait when we have two amazing guests like that? So we're going to take a quick commercial break. Hear from our great sponsors, our great partners. We're going to come right back with our interview, our exclusive interview, starting off with Rick Grinnell, the former DNI, the former ambassador to Germany. And after that, we're going to follow up with another great interview with Aaron With, the CEO of the Freedom Foundation, one of the most influential voices investigating the influence that teachers' unions have over the education policy system in America. Two great interviews back to back right after this commercial break. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. Folks, Field of Greens is the healthiest thing I do every day, and I want you on this journey with me. Why? It's literally one scoop a day. It tastes great. I love the fruit flavors particularly, and it's completely improved my life and my health. This is nutrition the way nature intended. When I began taking a hard look at why I wasn't feeling good and why I felt unhealthy, why I was gaining weight, why I was losing energy, it wasn't just because I had hit my 50s. No, it was because I wasn't getting the right amount of fruit and vegetables in my diet. And listen, I'm just too busy to go to the store, clean up the vegetables, cook uh, uh, vegetable dinners, and make sure I hit the fruit. A field of greens stepped in. One scoop of powder in my drink or on my eggs in the morning, and boom, I was off and feeling better. And suddenly, I was losing weight. I was sleeping better. My metabolism went up. My blood sugar went down. My cholesterol went down, and my weight went down. And my doctor said, hey, whatever you're doing, keep it doing. You know what that is? It's Field of Greens. That's what I've been doing. Field of Greens is radically different. Each organic fruit and vegetable was medically chosen to support heart and vital organ health. I trust Field of Greens to keep me healthy. I promise you, you're going to love this product. But if for any reason you don't, they'll give you your 100% money back guarantee. Now, you're going to get 15% off your first order plus free rush shipping because of the incredible partnership we have here at Just the News with Brick house nutrition and of course field of greens all you got to do to take advantage of this offer visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code just news that's promo code just news at fieldofgreens.com don't wait go to fieldofgreens.com today use the promo code just news for 15 percent off 
All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. This next guest is one of my favorite interviews. We always learn something big. When the former ambassador to Germany and the former acting director of national intelligence joined us, you know who this is. This is Rick Grinnell. Rick, great to have you on, sir. John, thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure. It is always a pleasure to kind of watch you in the public square. I think you have this amazing debate going on with people and you force people to think a little bit differently than maybe the conventional wisdom. And one of those places when you were on my on the show last time that uh, you hit right on the head, you warned that Germany would be waffling soon on what it could and couldn't do uh, with Russia. And I want to go back as you watch their actions over the last three or four weeks. uh, It doesn't feel like they're all in on the, the West strategy with Russia. Is that a good read on that? Yeah, I, I think it's true. Um, you know, I love to to remind people that, you know, I had a great relationship with Chancellor Merkel. I really liked her. She's got a great sense of humor. Uh, it's a dry sense of humor. She's confident. And, and I just like her personally. But we were able to challenge her policies and pretty consistently call her out for hypocrisy. Um, You know, you can't win a race for public office in Germany without articulating a very pro-EU stance. The Germans have the largest economy in Europe, uh, and they're proud of that, and they pretend like they lead Europe. But one thing that the American media really missed for years, really for years, as the German leader, Chancellor Merkel, decided to defend herself against the rise of the Green Party. And it's important to note here that the Green Party in Germany is not like what Americans would think of a Green Party. The Green Party in Germany is really soccer moms of Frankfurt, wealthy, (laughs) uh, suburban women, all of those uh, people who love them. And and they they were very concerned about... um, uh, uh, the energy sources of nuclear energy and coal. And as the Green Party started to rise, Chancellor Merkel was smart enough to do a Bill Clinton and triangulate the Green Party and take their issues. And so she got rid of nuclear energy and uh, started phasing out coal and said that, that she would get rid of coal by 2030. Now, for a, a country like Germany that is built around manufacturing, that's a strategic mistake. You can't build a manufacturing base. The, the economic engine of Europe is Germany. You can't do that on wind and solar. And, and so you've got to have an all of the above energy strategy. So I, I've been trying to remind people that Chancellor Merkel put Germany in this very difficult position of having to rely on Russia, over dependence on Russia. And then they told the rest of the EU, everything was going to be okay. We can control Russia. And and now we find even President Steinmeier, the president of Germany, has said we were wrong about that. We shouldn't have been pro, pro, uh, uh, going towards a policy and and a policy that would put us in a position of being overly leveraged by the Russians. They see that now they were, they were pursuing the wrong policy. And he's articulated that he said we were wrong. Now, Chancellor Merkel has not talked about it. And certainly all of our friends at CNN International haven't confronted or talked about it. But I think, John, it's time to have a debate about the 16 years of Merkelism and what it did for Germany and Europe. And Europeans are with me on this. And the, the, the American media missed it. Many European 
many European countries and politicians are furious at the Germans. And, and it's been there. Remember this. I'll finish with this. The European Parliament voted multiple times to tell Germany to stop pursuing Nord Stream 2. And that was not a big story in America, and it certainly wasn't paid attention to by the Senate Democrats, right. who, when they took power, dropped the Trump sanctions on the Russian pipeline. Oh, yeah. And the Trump administration successfully blocked it. Of course, Joe Biden reverses it. And uh, just a few months later, we see Vladimir Putin's uh, aggression uh, step up. The uh, Today, the, the largest natural gas importer in Germany, VNG, just announced, you know what? We're going to bend to Vladimir Putin's wishes. We're going to uh, make uh, payments in rubles and agree to Moscow's new terms because we desperately need the gas. Uh, while that's going on, the German government's trying to create an emergency plan. But really, this was a crisis that two or three, four or five years ago should have already be, been being addressed. After the first invasion of Ukraine, Germany missed the yeah. chance to realign, don't you think? Not only missed the chance, but I think they realized, look, uh, I sat across the table from Chancellor Merkel and she told me she looked me in the eye multiple times. She looked President Trump in the eye multiple times and said, we understand your concern about the, our over-reliance on Russia. We are building a natural gas uh, terminal, and actually she said two, possibly three terminals in the northern part of Germany. And, you know, I got to be honest, I'll, I'll give you even a little bit of breaking news here. Love it. She once told me, Chancellor Merkel once told me to my face that those terminals would even be placed in CDU districts, meaning she was willing to play politics with putting the terminals in districts that would help her political party, the Christian Democrats. And so the idea that... When Joe Biden took over uh, as president and the Senate Democrats, the Merkel government and Joe Biden administration all came together to drop the sanctions. And you remember that they said we're dropping the sanctions because we we don't want to stick it in the eye of of Vladimir Putin. We think it might backfire if we if we continue these sanctions. And strategically, they were flat wrong. It went the other way. As soon as they dropped the sanctions, they emboldened uh, a Russia and a Putin on the rise. And so they, they need to face scrutiny from you know the media, the legacy media, which will never do it. But they should face the scrutiny of their strategic blunder. We have Senate Democrats who are running for office uh, reelection right now who are complaining about uh, Russia and and wringing their hands over the war in Ukraine. But every one of them who voted to drop the Russian pipeline sanctions should be held to account by their local media because they encouraged this fight. And don't forget that the Biden administration's yeah. first policy in Ukraine was to say to, to uh, Mr. Zelensky, we'll get you out, we'll fly you out, we'll get you out of the way of Russia. The original Biden policy was to flee, was to get the Ukrainians out of the way of the Russians. That's outrageous. They emboldened this guy, and they should be held to account. 
Yeah, such a great, people forget how uh, that moment, but that was one of those peace through weakness moments that uh, the Democrats seem to be so famous for. They do it too often. I want to ask about in our country, if we have a leveraged problem with Russia on, it's not really gas and oil because it's really one or two, three percent. We can make that up. But during the Obama-Biden years, there were all these A123 deals where American utilities made 10, 20, 30 year commitments to buy enriched uranium from Russia, which, by the way, sold underneath our market. And as a result, basically uranium mining and uranium enrichment in the United States went away. 20%, according to EIA right now, of our fuel comes from Russia for turning the lights on at nuclear power plants. Did uh, Obama, Biden take us in a dangerous direction with that? And is that something we should be working on in the long term? I think, look, the rule for energy is the is everybody should be pursuing all of the above. A right. drastic diversification. You shouldn't be overly overly relying on any one source of of energy or any one country. It's why, you know, we believe that Russian Nord Stream 1, the Nord Stream uh, pipeline labeled number one, is and should be part of the European mix of energy. We don't think that Europe should say zero Russian energy. We think that they should um, be a part of the mix. But Nord Stream 2 goes too far and creates an over-reliance. So I think yeah. the answer that I would say, I'd, I'd have to look at the numbers, right. but you never want to have an over-reliance on one type of energy or one country or one person like a, like a Putin who controls all of Russia. Uh, diversification means uh, that you take your risk and you you level it out and you make sure that no one has leverage over you for supply and demand and, and equilibrium price. Yeah, that seems to be such a common sense policy, something that we we got to realign around because I think some of the common sense is out the window these days. You yesterday spoke up, said, hey, I'm, I'm staying behind Dr. Oz in Ohio, just like I'm in Pennsylvania, just like President Trump and kind of taking on the Mike Pompeo thing that maybe this guy is a national security risk. You were the director of national intelligence. You saw all the nation's secrets. Did you, did you see anything that ever made you worried about Dr. Oz? No, never. And look, the security clearance process is an important process and it's something that I've tried to reform. Uh, I, you know, went through the security clearance process for the first time in 2001. I've had a security clearance since then. I know this process well. I know the questions that they ask. And look, I'll be honest with you, John, as, as a gay man, um, I've been a little bit sensitive about sure. the security process because, you know, as Joe Biden said, as a U.S. Senator one time, gay people were security risks. And, and that's just the fact. Joe Biden called us a security risk um, as a Wow, I didn't know that. Wow, yeah. And, and the reality is, is that we're not security risks. Um, I do think that anyone who is untruthful um, can be a security risk. And so um, you've got to come clean to the FBI or anyone of, who's investigating because of this idea that you don't want to be leveraged by somebody who knows something that, that you're not comfortable talking about. Right. And so you got to come clean on everything. And, and so, you know, people who are gay and, and in the closet or, or somehow not honest about it and duplicitous, um, the idea that you're a security risk is, is only because you're not being honest, just like people who, 
you know, are addicted to drugs or overly leveraged with money. And, and right. so there's all of these issues that come to the security clearance process. But there's no question that someone who is a first or second generation American can get a security clearance easily. This is, happens every single day. We have thousands, tens of thousands, probably millions of people who have security clearances who um, hold two passports or who are first or second generation Americans. And so I, I was personally offended that, um, that Mike Pompeo was trying to somehow uh, imply that um, having two passports was somehow duplicitous. Dr. Oz is someone who loves this country, who came here as a first uh, or second, I can't remember, um, generation American. I think right. he's a second generation. Second generation, American. I think. That's right, yeah. And, you know, these people are the canaries in the coal mine for what's happening to our country. Ask yourself, why is it that so many first and second generation Americans are Republicans or conservatives these days. It's because they left fascism. They left totalitarianism. And they are the ones, and I want to be very clear about this, they are the first ones on the front line screaming that the legacy media trumpeting the, the lines of the ruling party, taking the ruling party's message and pounding it and crushing dissent which is what they really call disinformation. It's dissenting information. This is the, the, the message of first and second generation Americans. They're saying, I saw this in another country. I left that. It's happening in America. They are saying the warning signs, and many of them are stepping up to run for office to say, this is the greatest country in the history of the world. I fought to be here. I waited in line. We have to have a process. I, I always tell people, um, roughly a million people a year get to become U.S. citizens. Roughly a million people. We are the most generous nation in the world for immigration. But unfortunately, a hundred million people want to come here. And so you've got to have a line, and it's not mean-spirited. And many first and second generation Americans waited 10, 15, 20 years to become Americans. They did it the right way. And the Democrats always want to tell you that by talking about a strong border, talking about, uh, you know, American values is somehow a mean-spirited towards those who want to come here. And I think first and second generation Americans say, you are wrong. I waited in line. I love this country. And Dr. Oz is one of those people that we should celebrate. He fought to be here. He's lived the American dream. And I know him. There is no question that his 100% loyalty is to this great country and he wants to make us better. Yeah, I think a lot of people are starting to get to know him in this political sense. And I think they're experiencing many of the same things. Um, you were so important in the process of declassifying Russia documents, including some of the things uh, like the transcripts of the Flynn con uh, uh, conversations with uh, the Russian ambassador Kislyak. This morning, we got a newly declassified document that shows that when uh, Michael Flynn went to Russia in 2015 to that famous RT dinner, he did so in consultation with the DIA. He was was given tasking orders to spy. Uh, he got a defensive briefing. And when he came back, he provided a thumb drive and in in intelligence that the DIA and the intelligence community found uh, valuable and useful. This is based on his handler's affidavit to the Mueller investigation. We were able to get that declassified. Um, 
for years, Michael Flynn has been viewed because of that dinner as some sort of traitor, some sort of Russia money guy. Now that we're getting more and more picture of what he was really doing, uh, is there a moment to kind of revise the history? And Mike Flynn has uh, have many of the things said about him been wrong. Yeah, and it's one of the reasons why when I started as uh, acting DNI on my first day in office, I asked for the full file on Russia. Yeah, I saw so duplicitous comments from people under oath saying one thing and on CNN saying another. It was really outrageous what so many people said. And, you know, those transcripts, declassified, unredacted, are still on the DNI website. You can go there. Yeah. I put them on the DNI. They're gold mines. I go back there every time because there's, there's something in them that fills in the blanks on every new development in the Durham case. They're amazing. Yes. Yes. And I, you know, fought the FBI and DOJ to do that to release it. And I will tell you, John, the reason why I was able to release it is because when I walked over to DOJ and I requested to sit down with the FBI mid-level officials who had been, who I were, was told had redacted all of this information. When I looked them in the eye and I said, why did you, re- why are you saying that this has to be redacted? Every one of those FBI officials said, I didn't, my boss did. Wow. And they, at that point that I said, this is baloney. Yeah. And I, I don't care what happened. There is a cover up here of the higher ups and the actual people that were, were said to redact uh, were, were not the individuals redacting. And so I, I uh, was emboldened on that. And, you know, one of the, Uh, things that we wanted to do was to show all of the people that had been requesting unmasking of Mike Flynn, including Joe Biden. And, you know, that that list of people, uh, I don't ever think anyone in the legacy media really put two and two together to see the dates of when people were asking for the Mike Flynn information to be unmasked and the leaks that were then coming immediately. (laughs) <laughs> and and how late it was into the Trump administration as we got closer to the inauguration of Donald Trump, the unmasking requests became larger and, yeah. and more frequent. And um, by larger, I mean higher up, you know, yeah. people right. higher up in the government. There was a panic clearly about Donald Trump. And there was a systematic belief that uh, it do- the truth doesn't matter. We just got to hang these people. And Mike Flynn was one of them, um, and and that's why I've stood firm to say, look at the information. Uh, Mike Flynn was railroaded. The stuff you've made public is such a public service. We've learned so much from it, and it took a lot of courage at that moment because a lot of people say, oh, you're going to risk national security. It didn't risk anything. The only thing it risked were the reputations of people who pulled off one of the greatest hoaxes in American intelligence history. I want to ask you quickly about these leaks that occurred last week where uh, news organizations are being told that we helped target Ukraine or gave information to target the news, uh, Ukraine then used for targeting damaging to our security. Does this administration have a problem with keeping the nation secrets? Look, they, they are the ones who manipulate intelligence for partisan political gain. I've tried to call out Abril Haynes when she did it. Um, one of the most uh, you know, atrocious moments is when they repackaged all of the Khashoggi information, right. pretended like they had a new report. They released this. And John, 
look, they did this for one reason and one reason only. They were going into negotiations with the Iranians. Right. They wanted to show that they could beat up on the Iranians' uh, enemy, the, the Saudis. They wanted to repackage intelligence to pretend there was something new. There was nothing new in that. It was manipulating intelligence for their partisan tactics to try to please the Iranians and have a better deal. They wanted to say to the Iranians, we can show you that we're tough on the Saudis. And, uh, and I think, you know, the, the information on Khashoggi was all out there. Everybody knew uh, the facts. And we had dealt with the situation very harshly yes. and in private. And uh, I, I think I was confident that we needed to start rebuilding that relationship. And when they came in, the Biden team, they manipulated the intelligence to, to, to try to help them out on a different policy. I think it's outrageous. They do it all the time. And the biggest farce is that they turn around and accuse us of doing that, uh, you know, manipulating intelligence. But I'll finish with this. Yeah. And I tweeted this out um, to go after uh, Adam Schiff and correct the record. There are multiple career intelligence officials who came to me and refused to brief congressional leaders and said, I don't want to brief these people because they take our words, they manipulate our words, and our careers suffer because they are willing to leak against us and put us in harm's way. Multiple career wow. officials refused to brief Adam Schiff or anyone on his team because they knew that they would be punished in their career for his manipulations on them. It's outrageous. And yet they constantly tried to pretend like somehow we were manipulating career officials. I listen to career officials all of the time. I think we've got a problem with, with some leaking but the majority of career intelligence officials want to serve their country yep. and they want to keep the and they want to stay out of politics. They don't want politics. They just want to give honest assessments of the world. And um, that's an amazing antidote. Mr. Ambassador, it is always an honor to have you on this show. You uh, you bring lots of illumination and wisdom. And uh, thank you for joining us. today. really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, John. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be back in just a few seconds. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34-plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation, and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold, and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it, with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friend, who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, 
Text Just News to 989898 right now. Hey folks, it's John Solomon here. Today, I want to shine a light on AMAC, an organization who's dedicated to America's seniors, but is vital for conservatives of all ages. AMAC stands out by not only advocating for senior issues, but also by pushing for conservative values that affect us all. By joining, you're not just supporting our senior citizens, you're part of a movement defending the freedoms that made this country great and to ensure that we secure our nation's future. Plus, membership brings you exclusive benefits like discounts on travel, dining, and entertainment, and of course, special insurance rates, one of the things I like. Regardless of your age, if you're driven to preserve freedom, AMAC welcomes you. This is about uniting youthful vigor with the wisdom of experience and our quest to keep this country great. Sign up now for amac.us slash justnews. And for a limited time, you get a free gift membership for someone else who shares your love for our great nation. Don't miss out on this chance to make a difference from AMAC. Join today at amac.us slash justnews. That's amac.us slash justnews. And extend the invitation to a friend or family member for free. What a great opportunity. Welcome back from the commercial break. Very excited to have this next guest on the show. He and his group, Freedom Foundation, are doing some extraordinary work looking at the education system and particularly the corrupting effect that teachers unions are having on policy. They're obviously one of the biggest cash constituents of the Democratic Party. Joining me right now is Aaron With, the chief executive officer of the Freedom, Founda- uh, Freedom Foundation. Aaron, great to have you here today. John, thank you for having me on. Appreciate you exposing this issue. Well, it's important. I've watched you on Fox and on Newsmax and the Wall Street Journal, Daily Wire. You do amazing work. Um, you know, we all want to love our teachers. We all want, you know, parents want their kids to have a good relationship, get something good out of school. But teachers' unions are a different animal than the individual teachers. And tell us a little bit about what you found out about the role of teachers' unions in keeping classrooms closed down for much of the last two years. Well, first of all, you hit the nail on the head, John. Teachers, of course, are heroes. Everybody wants uh, great teachers, hardworking teachers to be in our classrooms. Uh, But what we don't want to see is their money being taken by these teachers unions and being used to fund radical Democrats. And what we've seen here the past couple of years is that power play uh, come out uh, for all to see. Teachers unions, they took $1,100 a year from millions of teachers across the country. They put people like Joe Biden in office, um, who obviously put in the CDC officials and uh, all those types of officials. And the teachers unions basically ran the country, ran our education for the past couple of years, all to the detriment of kids and their education. Yeah, it's remarkable. And there's a lot of political pressure. I don't think people realize how powerful these unions are in Washington, the ability to get the ear of someone inside the education department or inside um, uh, the CDC or the HHS. When you looked at some of these contacts and you you, you see the closeness, um, there really isn't that independence anymore in the bureaucracy, right? The teachers unions in the bureaucracy have sort of become melded. Um, How concerning is that long term for the ability for the federal government to do a job that's independent of political pressure? Oh, I mean, absolutely. I mean, the agenda of teachers unions, first and foremost, like any other private sector business, is to grow revenue. The problem is they do that off the backs of hardworking teachers. And, you know, you look at their influence across the Biden administration. Randy Weingarten is the head of the American Federation of Teachers, one of the uh, one of the country's largest teachers unions. Right. She was writing the guidelines for reopening schools that the CDC put out there. 
I mean, this is somebody with significant political influence and an agenda and a radical political agenda um, that's actually running things uh, like the CDC from behind closed doors. So your everyday American should be completely concerned about this. Yeah. Yeah, no, and there's been an interesting thing. The, the, the membership of these unions have been pretty stable for a very long time. Uh, but in the last couple of years, I believe AFT is down, what, what 1% or 2%, which is a, a historic decline. What do you think is going on there? Do you think union, or some of the teachers have just said, you know what, I can't be part of this cabal anymore? Well, the teachers' unions have overplayed their hands the past couple of years. And, of course, we saw that in the Virginia election right. and parents showing out. But you know that teachers are waking up to this. They don't want to be teaching kids critical race theory and uh, gender studies and all that type of stuff. They go into teaching to teach math, uh, reading, writing, all that type of stuff. They don't go there to teach all this radical stuff that the teachers unions are pursuing. And then on top of that, they've been advocating for keeping our kids out of schools, masking our kids. For, and the Harvard, uh, Harvard just did a study showing that that was... Uh, completely damaging and had no effect on COVID, keeping them out of school. All of this uh, is why the teachers have been leaving their unions in droves. And the Freedom Foundation exists to tell every single public employee, every single teacher in America, that they have the ability to opt out and leave their unions. So the 2% decline that uh, both the teachers' unions felt last year, uh, that's going to be multiplied this year and for years to come if they continue down this path. Yeah, we had a great story over the weekend. I think it was a teacher in Buffalo, you know, resigned the union and the union kept docking her pay anyway. She's now sued. That's going to be one of those epic cases of of uh, in the courts that I'm sure are going to come down on the side of the teacher who left the union. But you see that strong arm uh, play, even as people are leaving, they're still trying to keep their dues and uh, keep people paying uh, against their will, which is a remarkable thing. We've had a big debate in this country about critical race theory and whether it's appropriate for teachers and educators to inject that into the system. This past today on Just the News, just today, uh, we found a video of the new Homeland Security chairwoman of the Disinformation Governance Board saying last October, right after uh, the Justice Department sick the FBI on parent protesters at school boards, uh, that those people who oppose critical race theory are disinformers, basically accused parents who had an objection to this uh, ideology that that's disinformation if you object to an ideology. Your reaction to that and the fact that that woman now is going to be the arbiter, allegedly, of disinformation in America. Wow. Well, I I haven't seen that video yet, um, but frankly, it doesn't surprise me from what I know. The Biden administration is is trying to turn back the clock and, and turn America basically into a communist country and that's at the behest of the of government unions and the teachers unions in particular and we've seen that from the left the past couple of years if you right. don't agree with them if you don't get in line with them then we're going to cancel you uh we're going to call you all these different names and stuff uh what's really interesting to see though is that even the left you know this this harvard study that i mentioned now recognizes that uh stuff that we were saying two years ago like uh, perhaps we shouldn't be uh, keeping our kids out of schools and perhaps we shouldn't be masking them. Perhaps right. that's like a bad idea. Um, it's now all coming into fruition. And <laughs> it sure even, is. Yeah, even the head of the teachers union is now saying that uh, the kids have been going through a mental health crisis. Well, of course, you created the crisis. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that these um, this is going to come back to bite them just like it, just like it has been 
uh, from the stuff they were doing two years ago. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty remarkable. It seems as though Washington has finally caught up to the truth that you and others you know knew for a long time and were trying to get out there even when social media and others were often uh, censoring it or, or uh, choking it down. Um, I want to ask this question because at the end of the day, the American education system at its height, which is one of the great education systems in the world, is designed to teach ch- children how to think, not what to think. And two, it's always put the parent first until this last decade where parents seem to be in the back seat. How do both of those dynamics get reversed back? How do we go back to the future and get parents in the driver's seat and get teaching aimed at having the ability to think, but not necessarily telling you what values to think? Well, it's the agenda of the teachers unions not to raise the next generation of workers, but to raise the next generation of liberal voters. And that's what we're seeing um, happen in the education system today. The answer to this is we need to get rid of the teachers union's influence from our public schooling. It's gotten to a point now where they control it and their agenda doesn't align with educating children, which is what it should do. Failing that, we need to open school choice for uh, every uh, student in America where they have the ability to actually go out and uh, pick schools based on Uh, not based on a zip code, but based on the performance of those schools. That is vital when it comes to our kids' education. America is a capitalist country, and um, in every other industry, uh, we allow choice of services that we choose, yet we fail to do that for our kids' education. And uh, that's a policy that needs to be reversed nationwide. Yeah, important stuff. I mean, big. these are big uh, policy decisions about the future of our education system. And it seems like Virginia, that election, maybe ignited a, um, a moment in history where parents are going to take back uh, the rights that have been kind of quietly taken from them. And it seems like this next year, this next election may insert a lot of candidates across this country who are going to back that sort of approach. Um, when you look at education today and all the work that you guys have done uh, day in and day out at the Freedom Foundation. What are the three biggest threats to the future of American education? Now, what are the things we need to most get a handle on so that the next generation of kids come out better than the last generation? Well, we need to change the teaching of teachers. State schools right now are indoctrinating our teachers with uh, content that they should be teaching kids, which is critical race theory and gender studies and all that type of stuff. Uh, we need to be teaching teachers how to teach our kids and how to teach uh, people to be free thinkers and um, prov- uh, provide something to the to the economy and to uh, to this great country. Um, so I think that that's the number one issue. But I, I put it all down to the teachers unions. If we can get rid of their influence from politics, um, then we can make it so parents are in control of their kids' education again. And you mentioned Virginia. I think that parents, they're not going to forget what the teachers unions have done the past couple of years. And I actually think in a lot of places, teachers unions endorsements are going to have the opposite effect of what they used to have. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, it shows you. It, uh, when when you wake mama and papa bear up, uh, they're attentive and they, they have a way of settling uh, the score in the favor of their children, which is always what, they, what they're there to do. I want to take you to one last issue because the Freedom Foundation is involved in so many important Uh, public policy debates. And one of those is in California right now. Uh, There is a bill working its way through the legislature that would, um, uh, by all accounts, uh, erode the ability of public employees to exercise their First Amendment rights. Tell us a little bit about your intervention in that case and why we should be concerned about what the legislature is thinking of doing there. 
Well, it's the U.S. Supreme Court said that every public employee has the right to leave their union and stop paying union dues. And the reason for that is it's a First Amendment right. Several states, including California, of course, have tried to circumvent that decision uh, and stop public employees' ability to, to actually leave their unions. Um, so we've brought several legal challenges across the country um, against these uh, elected officials and against these uh, bills that have been uh, passed to, to be able to put the public employees' rights above the rights of the unions. And it's vital that uh, we continue to do that uh, across America because in these states that these government unions own, the legislatures, the governors, um, they are the ones that are actually going out and doing the unions bidding. And the people getting hurt are the public employees themselves, the very people that these unions claim to represent. Such an amazing dynamic. Aaron, how do people stay in touch with the work? If they want to follow what Freedom Foundation is doing, what you're doing personally as its uh, chief, um, uh, what's the best way to stay in, in touch with the work you guys are achieving every day? Freedomfoundation.com. Subscribe to our emails. Uh, follow us on uh, Twitter and Facebook at the Freedom Foundation and uh, me Aaron, at Aaron Wythe, W-I-T-H-E. Um, we need more people involved in this fight um, so that we can continue to do what we do. Yeah, listen, I, I've been a subscriber. The email is amazing. The newsletter is so important. You learn a lot of great things. If you're a parent or a grandparent, uh, there is some amazing resources to understand how the education system really works. So check them out at freedomfoundation.com. Aaron, an honor to have you on. I have a funny feeling we're going to be needing to talk to you a lot over the next couple of years as this education debate uh, carries on in America. So thanks for the time today. Really enjoyed it. I hope so, John. Thank you so much. All righty. Folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to wrap things up in just a few seconds. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. All right, folks, welcome back for the commercial break. That wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports. A big thanks to Ambassador Grinnell. A big thanks to Aaron with two really informative, newsy interviews that you can take to the water cooler, the dinner table, the corporate boardroom, wherever you're going today, and have an informed conversation. That's what we're trying to do here. Now, before we go, just a quick reminder. We have amazing partners in this industry, people who make the support of Just the News, make the support of... John Solomon reports, make the support of the Just the News Not Noise TV show possible. And one of them are our good friends at American Financing. They are the experts on home mortgages, on home equity, on redecking, redoing, redefining your debt picture to get into the most favorable position. 
in an era of economic uncertainty like we're facing right now. And you know the best part about them? They're a family-owned lender. They know how to save you money. Up to $1,000 a month is what they've been able to achieve for many of their customers. And their consultants are on a salary-based thing. They don't get commissions for pitching you on things you don't need or trying to trick you into something. They're there to work for you because there's no other financial incentive except to work for you. And they're able to find every opportunity to help you save from lowering the rate on your mortgage to consolidating your high interest debt. And here is something to think about. In the last couple of years, home values have soared. Maybe it's time to take advantage of that new equity in your home and get a home equity loan to help the kids with education and tuition, do some upgrades or renovations you always want to do on the house. It's a perfect time to access cash because the value of your home has probably soared and nobody knows how to take advantage of that in the best, most safe and productive way than our good friends at American Financing. So the question is, well, how do you get involved? Well, it's very simple. Call 866-890-7706. Let me give that again, 866 866- 890-7706 and you'll get started on a great opportunity, a great learning package to find out. Let them do a free assessment for you. And if you don't want to use the phone or you're not going to remember because you're in the car right now, here's an easy one. Just go to AmericanFinancing.net. That's like I do. Go to AmericanFinancing.net. That's simple. Check them out. They are tremendous partners with us. They've got an incredible family-owned rich history, a company that has been doing this right for decades and doing it with you, the customer, not the salesperson and their commission at stake. That's what makes them unique. Go check them out today at AmericanFinancing.net. Show them you love them for supporting us. And I'm telling you, they're going to find you a way to save money. That's what they're good at. So a big special shout out to our great friends. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports, a podcast from Justin News. Check us out on justinnews.com. We've got breaking news, exclusive stories. So why not check it out? Really great opportunity. All right, we'll be back tomorrow with another edition. Until then, God bless you and may God bless this incredible country, the United States. Yep, you've been listening to John Solomon Reports. And thank you for doing so. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.